Hi, Jax. Hey, Jax. Hello, Jax. Hey, Jax, I have a question for you. And I'm just wondering about... I wanted to ask you about... Uh, I have a question for you. I have a question about the history of porn. Hi, friends. It's Jax here. Welcome to this week's Thorny Issues podcast. The world is kind of a dumpster fire right now. And none of you are coming to a sex podcast to hear my opinion on war and genocide and the climate crisis and everything else that's fucking going on right now. So I'm not going to address it. What I am going to do is talk to you a little bit about self-care and about how in times where everything can feel a bit overwhelming, it is okay to put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. That is not to say I don't have an opinion on these things and that we should be ignoring what's going on in the world, but my voice is not the voice you want to listen to with opinions right now. On that, listen to my opinions on sex and relationship. That's kind of an area I got some expertise in. The clocks change on the West Coast in a week, just over a week, something like that. And it's already getting me down that it is dark so early now and it's going to get dark even earlier. So I have been back taking my vitamin D pills, but I also have a few self-care things that change throughout the year, depending on the season, depending on my hormones, depending on where I'm at. I spent the weekend stocking my freezer with delicious, healthy comfort foods like stews and soups and things that on a freezing cold day, it's just what you want. And then I started to think about other ways that I like to kind of give myself a hug from the inside out. And the obvious one that your sex podcaster is going to say is a little bit of masturbation, a little bit of self-pleasure. And I like to look at the science behind it too, because orgasms are really good for us. They're really good for us mentally. And I'm going to lean into that a little bit to tell you all to go, go fuck yourselves, go have fun there. Self-pleasure boosts serotonin, oxytocin, and your endorphins. It increases blood flow, and it generally helps get us out of a funk. It's a wonderful, wonderful tool at our disposal, and it is definitely something that as the nights draw in and it gets super cold outside, I'm not gonna lie, I'm more and more drawn to it. Have I cancelled plans before to do it? I probably shouldn't say, so I won't say, but hmm, possibly. Sometimes it's important to take care of yourself first. And there are obviously other things that it's important to do too. Make sure you're connecting with people. Make sure that you're hanging out and you're not sort of getting lost in a little lonely spiral. Go for walks if it's not raining or it's not too snowy. Make sure you're laughing. These are my little self-care things. I've had two dance parties in the last two days. Just myself, (laughs) just in the house, made a cup of tea, danced around a little bit, got the blood flow going, made myself feel good. It's these teeny tiny things that really make some of these long, long nights go a little quicker. So go fuck yourself, have a dance party, call your friends, have a giggle, eat some yummy food and uh, keep yourselves nice and warm and dry. Simple, simple advice this week. We've got a couple questions coming up. I am excited to share them with you. If you have a question, you know what to do. Go to thornyissues.ca, go to the submit a question tab and record the question. Maybe it'll be your voice that you hear on here next week. I would love to hear from you. Okay, enough of that. On with the show. 
Hey, Jax. My husband and a few friends are going to Las Vegas for a long weekend this fall. Last week, while talking about the trip, he casually mentioned that one friend wants to go to a strip club. My first reaction was to ask whether that guy's wife was okay with it. My husband shrugged and said he didn't know. I asked him if he planned to go, and he said, yeah, why not? I said I wasn't comfortable with the idea, and he made me feel like I was making too big of a deal out of it and being controlling. Is it too controlling of me to not want him to go? Is it unfair to him? I just don't get why a group of married men want to pay money to stare at naked women who are probably 10 years younger than them. It makes me really uncomfortable. The conversation ended without him explicitly asking for my permission, and I didn't explicitly say no. So now I don't know where we are. Did I do something wrong? Hey, to answer your initial question, did you do something wrong? No, definitely not. It's important to voice your feelings and your opinion with your husband. The fact he brought this up and you have been able to talk to him shows that you guys have a really healthy relationship with good communication, which is great. Your other question was, is it controlling to not want him to go? Not wanting him to go isn't controlling. Telling him not to go is controlling. So let's delve into this a little bit and figure out what's triggering these feelings for you and then maybe what the step forward is with your husband. Your feelings are valid. It is totally okay to be feeling them. What I would encourage you to do is actually delve a little deeper. What are those feelings? What is actually coming up when you think about this group of married men in Vegas going to a strip club? I personally am a huge fan of a feelings wheel and this is because as an English person I know three emotions happiness, sadness and being angry. So a feelings wheel is a wonderful tool that can help you nail down a little bit more what's going on. Are you hurt? Are you envious? Are you anxious? Are you jealous? Are you worried? Where is this worry coming from? And emotions can trigger sensations in the body. Is it taking you to a certain place or a certain feeling? I hold all of my anxiety in my stomach. If I'm anxious about something, I have the biggest stomach ache. Sometimes I'm pretty sick because that's where my body holds my anxiety. So how are you actually feeling with the thought of your husband going to a strip club in Vegas? The emotion is information. The next step is what are you going to do with it? Once you've nailed down this feeling, I wonder if it has triggered something from your past. Lots of things that happen in our lives can really dig at old wounds that we have. Are you worried that your husband is going to cheat on you? Have you been cheated on before? Has someone in your life cheated on someone close to you before? Are you fearful that this will happen again? As a woman, I fully know how it feels to be objectified. And you bring up the fact that all these married men are going to be watching women 10 years plus younger than them. Have you been objectified and are you feeling exceptionally sensitive to this now that there's potential that your husband is going to go to Vegas and do the exact same thing? Once you can recognize these feelings, you can then work on a process of communicating them to your husband. And feeling feelings is not bad. Jealous people are not bad people in themselves. It's what the reaction is afterwards that can then become problematic or not. As I said right at the beginning, I think it's fantastic that your husband has told you about this. And it sounds like he said it in this very nonchalant, off-the-cuff kind of way, which is great. It shows that you guys have open communication and hopefully shows that you have a relationship based in trust as well. If you start pushing him away and start creating rules, he might start to be less open with you in the future. 
Nobody appreciates being told what they can and can't do. It can start adding levels of distrust to relationship as we start to hide things that we're like, do you know what, there'll be a fight if I bring this up, so let's not bring this up. You want him to stay being open with you just as you would like to stay being open with him. So when you do sit down and have a chat with him about this, try not to come at it in an aggressive fashion, but come at it more in a curious fashion. Talk through those feelings. If you are jealous, say that you're jealous and explain what it's bringing up for you. Slow things down, take a deep breath. Be open and vulnerable about how you are feeling and what came up for you. If you can be pragmatic about this, I'm really hopeful that he's going to be able to reassure you that what you are feeling is not going to happen. Do you have just a general no to strip clubs and you just object to them on a moral standpoint? Really work through these thoughts in your head so that when you chat with him, you're not having an angry, loaded conversation. You can voice your feelings. He can voice his feelings. And then he is a grown man. And he's a grown man, I'm assuming, that you love and trust because you have married him. And so trust his response and trust his actions. If he chooses to go with his friends, he has thought about you in this because you have brought it up. And that's okay he's not going to go to Vegas and run off with a stripper. She's not going to want to do that. She's working. It's a boy's trip. It's going to be okay. And because I'm a sex podcaster and I just want people to go and have fun sex together, have you thought about turning some of these emotions into a bit of a turn on? A lot of people have some pretty hot sex that comes out of jealousy. Have you experienced any arousal during this whilst you start thinking about these things? Could you have fun with it? Strip clubs are a thing that guys go off and do. Have you been to a strip club before? Are you imagining something much more seedy and sordid than actually what they might go and do? Have you and your partner thought about going to one together? Could you turn this into an opportunity to actually get closer to each other? Could you know that he was away at a strip club and then he comes back and then can you give each other the release that you haven't had for a few days because he's been away. It could become part of your fun, sexy tool bag. Just a thought. But to loop back to the beginning, your feelings are valid. It is okay that you brought this up and you had this reaction. I would definitely make sure you chat with him before he goes away. You said you've kind of left it where he hasn't really brought it up again. You haven't really brought it up again. Loop around and finish the conversation. Otherwise, you're going to spend the whole trip worried that he's off doing who knows what with who knows who. And it's just going to be an incredibly uncomfortable few days for you where your mind will wander down some horrible rabbit holes that totally are not even close to being real. You'll go on this whole fictitious journey and it just won't be fun for you. So have the conversation before he goes, but respect his decision. You married him, you love him, you trust him. He's a grown man. He can make his own call. Hey, Jax. I made some big changes in the last few years that in many ways I think have been for the best, but in other ways have set me adrift. I ended a long-term relationship, and now I feel like I spend most of my time reminiscing about what's behind me rather than planning for the future. My ex has now moved on, got married, and is expecting a baby. I'm feeling distraught for not being chosen, even though I'm the one who ended the relationship. 
how can I be less obsessed with these nostalgic memories and be present enough to pay attention to what I really want? Thanks, Jax. It is so scary making changes in life and going out on your own. So before I get into any advice on moving on from nostalgic situations, I really want to congratulate you. You made a decision that you wanted a change in your life and you went after it. Nothing about that is easy. In fact, it can be fucking terrifying. (laughs) And I say that as someone who made a massive life change about a year and a half ago. So many people stay in their current life situations because they're scared to make the change. Well done, well done, well done. I'm so proud of you. The nub of your question really is about living in the now and future planning rather than sitting in that what could have been. Remind yourself that you ended a relationship that wasn't right for you. Whatever those reasons were, you paid attention to yourself, to your desires, to your needs, and you followed your gut. Sometimes when we're feeling a little off-footed or unsure about our next steps, we tend to remember times that were good and that we felt safe and comfortable. And I think that's what you're doing here with this relationship. In the last few years, I found myself looking back fondly on my old relationships. I'm really good at remembering the good, how I felt, what I learned, how safe these people made me feel. And I rarely allowed myself to reminisce about the day-to-day, the reasons it didn't work, things that annoyed me. I even tried to revisit an old relationship. And I'm pretty much of the belief that revisiting old love rarely works out. But what I have enjoyed from looking back on these relationships is seeing how far I've come and how that relationship made me the person I am. It sounds like you're perhaps still in the mourning part of a relationship, even though you ended it a while ago. Healing from old love can take time. And in general, healing from any emotional trauma, whatever it is, is never linear. And maybe you've just hit a little rut in the road, this little bump that you just need to get past. We can miss people and also know that we were incompatible. Those two feelings can sit side to side. This relationship clearly profoundly impacted your life. It sounds like you really love this guy and it's okay to reminisce and bask in that love. Allow yourself to feel those feels. If you're currently in this mourning situation of the relationship, sit in the emotions They will be so uncomfortable, but sit in them, work through them. Reminisce for a bit, put a timer on it though, and allow yourself to start moving forward. It's okay to want things, to yearn for things that you used to have, but let's practically build this into a forward-looking state. Examine your next steps. Pop some intentions together. What do you need from your life right now? What are you desiring? What are your goals? What's your one-year goals, your three-year goals, your five-year goals? And when you're thinking about these and writing them down, don't sort of put them out there as these sort of like huge visions. Use statements like, I will be doing this. I will have this. Not, it would be nice if, or wouldn't this be fun? Use intentional language to go after what you're looking for. I'm going to flip a little bit as well. Feelings of jealousy are totally normal. I am a painfully competitive person and I get really hurt when I feel like I'm not winning. But it's really hard in life and relationships to win against someone else because the parameters are always changing. 
It's not a competition, however much you think that it is. Try not to compare yourself to your ex in his new situation. I got super hurt when I found out that an ex-boyfriend of mine had a girlfriend and I wasn't even past the morning stage of the relationship. And I was like, I was the better person in that relationship. It's never a good view to have. Why am I not there yet? Why am I not healed from this? Who knows how your ex-boyfriend is feeling? You can still be healing from an old relationship and falling in love with somebody new. These emotions can coexist together. So try not to compare yourself to him. If you want to have a kid, figure out how to do that. Is that something you want to do with a partner? Is that something you would like to do alone? Work out what you're looking for and intentionally go after it. You are clearly a brave person. You made big life decisions and it's got you to where you are. You also say you made these decisions sort of three, four years ago. In between then and now, there has been a global pandemic. It's likely you've spent a lot of time on your own, possibly a lot more time on your own than you're used to having. And our brains are really good at just overthinking and overthinking. And we can really get stuck in the past because the past was a safe space. It's a place we've lived through. It's something we've done. The future is terrifying. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who you're going to meet? Who knows what opportunities will come your way? But also flip that around. Who knows what opportunities are going to come your way and who you're going to meet? You might meet some fantastic people. You might have an opportunity to, I don't know, travel around the world or go after a job that you wouldn't have been able to go after if you were still in that relationship and you were now a new mum. It's all about perspective. So let's do some reframing and pop you in a place where you can chase this opportunity. You've got a lot of freedom here. You're a single woman who has the whole world ahead of her, go after it, grab it with both hands, leave the comfort of the past behind you, trusting yourself to keep walking along this path. You have made it this far, you're just having a little wobble, you can keep going. I believe in you. And that's it, folks. Another week, another podcast in the books. Thank you again for your continued support and to the listeners who called in with those questions this week. If you have a question for the podcast, you can submit it on the website thornyissues.ca. There's a whole tab for submitting your question and you can either type it out and I will ask a friend to read it out or you can record it and I get to hear your lovely voice on the show. The podcast doesn't work without questions, so I really look forward to hearing from you. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Thorny Issues. And if you are enjoying what you're listening to and you fancy buying me a coffee, you can do that at coffee.com slash Thorny Issues. That is ko-fi.com slash Thorny Issues. All the information is there. Just think of it as having a coffee with me whilst I'm chit-chatting about some advice. And then if you can think of some advice that you want to be helped out with, you can send me a question. As always, a like, a subscribe, a five-star review, all of those things really do go a long way for other people to discover the podcast. So really, I appreciate your support in every way that it comes. And on that note, I'm going to leave you to it. Be good, be kind, be nice to each other. Go have fun. Stay warm out there. It's getting cold. Bye. Bye.